Hey, this is The Big Woot, and welcome to the throwback episode of Tony and Ryan. So, coming up today, Ryan goes to the place he shouldn't be sent to for his previous recommendations, jail, and Tony meets up with a new bestie, the Dalai Lama. But first, here's some things you can say at a funeral and also in the bedroom. Tony Lodge. Sorry, am I being too loud? <laughs> How are you coping? For me, it's been really hard. <laughs> that is so funny. <clears throat> Do you need a tissue? (laughs) (laughs) So I I just did some very graphic physical... Hand gestures. Physical comedy, mate. Oh, jeez, they've put on a great spread today. (laughs) God, the wood they've used is absolutely gorgeous. 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 The coffin, but also your penis. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty, yeah. I mean, wood is, yeah, yep. It's so graphic. Imagine if you were having sex with someone, you were like, nice wood. Nice wood, mate. That is so bothersome. Bothersome? Oh, we're just making up words now, are we? That's a word. Okay. Your funeral. Um, and my bedroom. <laughs> things you can say in a funeral in the bedroom. Oh, can't believe how many people came today. My next one is, wow, a lot of extended family here. (laughs) (laughs) This one's a bit... I'm nervous. I'm glad it ended when it did because I didn't want to suffer anymore. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Were you close? (laughs) (laughs) I was proud of that one. (laughs) So close, it was turned blue. What? Because the body would go cold and, of course, if you're close and you don't, the the balls would go. Well, I meant are you close, like, in relationship? Yeah. Oh, but also, like, are you close to... Close to what? Thanks for an amazing service. <laughs> Have you travelled far? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, are you Auntie Ruth's son? I don't know why immediately for me it's a family funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought he'd last a bit longer. I thought he had a bit more in him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Will, when I'm there. (laughs) Oh, he had a good innings. (laughs) He's Ricky Ponting. (laughs) At first it hurts. But over time, the pain will fade away. Time heals all wounds. <laughs> Especially your wound. Oh, my axe wound. Jeez. I was deliberately trying to avoid that word. Sorry. 
please don't cry. (laughs) Hang on, my grandma can't have champagne. (laughs) Can I see the body? Ooh, that's really stiffened up, hasn't it? (gasps) Oh, poor granddad. (laughs) May God be with you. Do you went? Oh, like I get. I think I get the funeral side. I just. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Maybe that's one. Oh god! <laughs> oh, he's finished up in a nice box, hasn't he? I think I just headbutted the chair. I'm crying. Can you see the tears? I've got some more, but I think we should finish there. And that's not one. <laughs> hey, this is the Big Woot, and you're listening to a throwback episode of Tony and Ram. I don't know how we got around to it. I sort of forgot about it, but I mentioned that I was arrested. arrested. And just before we started recording, I said, Ryan, are you going to tell that story about how you got arrested? And you said, nah, I don't think anyone's going to care, but I've been thinking about it for a whole week. Before I tell you what I did, if there was a scale between like bad boy yeah. or like a real softy, where would I be on that scale? I definitely don't think you're a bad boy. You're not a bad boy. I wish I was a bad boy. Oh, do you? No, I don't think so. I do. Oh, but bad boy is in like um, cool hot boy that like smokes a cigarette and wears a leather jacket. That's the kind of bad boy you want to be because that's a bit like. <laughs> right. But you don't want to be a bad boy that like hits others or starts fights. Yeah, okay. okay. And you're like, okay, well, I started a fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to have a guess? Now that you. Now that I know you think I'm not a bad boy. Okay. What We're, do you reckon I got arrested okay, for? Okay, I'm going to give three options. Okay. Like a move along notice, like drunk and disorderly in public and you got pushed along. Mm-hmm. Public urination, maybe. I do need to pee a lot. That yeah, has been well documented. You pee a lot and yep. also, like, you know, if you get a bit drunk pants, I can imagine that happening. Yep. And maybe was it drugs for no. Because you do heroin. <laughs> Can we just put a big asterisk? Tony's being sarcastic and joking, obviously. Well, we know that you, it's fine. Safe space. You've got a beautiful community of a thousand people. It's all not, here for you. It's not the third one. <laughs> it is. Okay, we can strike one straight strike away. One away. That's good. It's not the second one. Was it the first one? Was I right? When I tell this story, you will accuse me of the first one, but I will confirm that that's not what happened. Oh, okay. Oh, hooking me through. I was arrested and put in jail. Jail? Yeah. Like overnight drunk tank jail? Yep. <gasps> what? 
for jaywalking. No. Yeah, and it's nah, so that's embarrassing. that's a lie. That did not happen. So it's like two or three in the morning. Yeah. And this is where everyone accuses me of being the drunk and disorderly move along. Was this in Australia? Yeah, it was on the corner of Burke Street and Elizabeth, so right in the middle of the city in Melbourne, yeah. if you don't know. And it was two or three in the morning and I was standing in the middle of the road on my phone because my friend was like a few hundred metres down the street. And I was sort of, you know, on the phone, I was like, hey, we're down here, you know, sort of trying yeah, to like, classy. hey, I'm waving to them. Yeah. And this cop pulls up and he goes, hey, mate, get off the road. And I went, oh. And so I stood on like, you know, a little traffic car, like a strip of concrete in the middle of yeah, like. Yeah, so I went a and, median strip, yeah, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah. yeah, so I went and stood on that and st- stayed on the phone, like just stepped up onto that and I was still kind of like waving my friend and the cop said, I told you to get off the road, and I went. I'm on the me- I'm on the strip, and then he just goes, "That's it, you're gone," and arrested me. What? Yeah, like handcuffs behind my back, um, put no. into the back of a divvy van. No. Yep, and like read my rights and stuff. How old are you? How old were you at this point? Twenty one, twenty two, and I was with my mate Elliot, and he just watched the whole thing. Didn't do anything. So anyway. Oh, God, he's not invited to the wedding. We get. I've already been married. Was he at the wedding? No. Oh, well, <laughs> There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I get to the police station um, to be processed before you get put into the tank. And because it is that time of day. Did they call your mum? Like, what did they do? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But I think he was sort of trying to get a rise out of me, the cop. And I had a look on my face of like. And I didn't say anything. Everyone assumes I got lippy. I did not get lippy. Had you had a few beers? I had, but it wasn't that. And I wasn't like so drunk, you just, drunk. You just stayed calm. You're like, all right, mate. Sorry for well, doing the right thing. I was thing. very thing. annoyed. I was just like, surely there's better things for a cop to be worried about. Yeah. So I was a bit like, really? You know, that sort of like, I was just, and there was no cars on the road, like middle of the night, literally like dead. And I was like, is this what you're going to spend your, you know, like, okay, whatever. So anyway, it turns out that jaywalkers don't get a lot of respect in the prison system. <laughs> so who would have guessed it, right? What? So This story. I, uh... I got put into um, this room and my roommates or cellmates as they call them. Oh, yeah. So one of them has punched a security guard. Then another security guard's come over. He's fly-kicked that security guard. Then the police come in. He knocks down two cops before the third, fourth and fifth jump on him and he's taken out about five people on his way in. He's a fucking kung fu panda. What yeah. are you talking So he comes about? in hot and he's like, like the kind of guy who would do that is like... Hot it up and he's like... <laughs> he's like <laughs> and then he comes in and I was like, oh, mate, you, you, you okay? Like I'm ter- terrified. So he comes he into... Must have been so I was, I was so scared. And then he comes in. I was like, oh, mate, what's going on? He's like, oh, well, this one security guard comes up and goes, you can't come in. So I snapped him. And then this other security guard thought, you can't punch a security guard. Bang, so I kicked him. And he was all fired up. And he was like telling me all this story. And as you can imagine, all the other hotheads who are also in like the cells next door, they're like, yeah, get the police, punch him back. You know, it's like he's sort of like telling this story and everyone's all revved up. And they're like, yeah, you go here. Because, you know, everyone's got a bit of this anti-cop vibe because they've just all been arrested. So then and he looks at this and he looks little at, cushiony boy. And then he looks at me. And he goes, yeah, I punched the cop and I did this. What did you do? Oh, um, yeah, I just, I, I was walking across the street and he goes, yeah, then what? Did you punch someone? I was like, uh, th- that's, that's it. That's it. I was on the phone to me, mate. And he goes, oh, so you got arrested for, for jaywalking? And someone three cells down bursts into laughter. The disrespect that jaywalkers get in 
prison system is ridiculous. Oh, you should have made up a cooler story. I know. If I had my time again, I would have. Yeah. So then this other guy comes in because you only you can have three in a cell in this one apparently. So what this kind third of, guy was it? Was it like the kind of cell with like the toilet in? Yeah. There? Oh, did you need to poo? No, but like knowing myself and my body now, oh, you I had to weigh a lot. Well, yeah, because I'd had a few beers, so it was a bit awkward. So anyway, this third guy comes in. Actually, let me give you some background on drugs in Melbourne because apparently I know a lot about it. Apparently, 98%. It turns out that if you have 10 or more pills on you, sure, it's trafficking. Like that's a lot that's considered trafficking. Like you are obviously got enough to like... Intent to sell. Yeah, or just, you know, you've got enough that you're obviously passing them along. Yeah. Nine or less is just like personal possession. And the difference between getting done for trafficking or possession, like huge difference. Uh Uh-huh. This guy gets cornered by cops. He's got 14 pills with him. And he knows that if he's only got nine or less on him, the charges are like a slap on the wrist and a fine, whereas 10 or more, it's like three months, like So he's eaten five pills and been put in the joint with you. He's dropped five. And I reckon he'd been arrested about (gasps) half an hour earlier. So, so by they the time were kind of kicking in. they were starting to kick in, and he was a very flamboyant man. He was had red leather pants, and he was up and about ready to party because he's pulled off this heist and he's full of I pulled off this heist. And he's, <laughs> and he's 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 full of the. <laughs> what is this? Oh, that's made me lightheaded. What was uh, that laugh? I don't know. You sound like a I baby just, had rolled over the wrong way. I just had a really got a really bad head spin from that laugh. <laughs> that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. This literally sounds like an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> how did this happen? As in, how did he get away with it? Or? What is happening? Is this a real story? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he comes in and he's like dancing. He's singing Kylie Minogue. Oh, good he's, for him. He's like dancing around, and the other guy who's like a hothead. Like, he's not liking that at all. Um, and so he starts, like, pulling on the cage. Let me out of here. This guy's crazy. I'm like, that guy's crazy. You just punched three cops, mate. And he, you think he's the crazy one? He's actually bringing a good vibe to this party. Like, I, I don't oh, mind him at all. So did you sleep there the night? Yeah, but I didn't sleep much because I, I was just so scared and so that nervous. That you were going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out I was, and this is what really irks me, I got f- charged twice. One was for jaywalking, and the second was some law like failing to obey police instruction. And the, That's not good. But the instruction was get off the road, and I'm like, surely that's the same crime. <laughs> it's so like I got done for jaywalking and for being told not to cross the road, and I did. So two separate fines, two separate charges. How much was the fine? Do you remember? I don't know. All I remember after that is because in theory when you go to jail – you are repaying your debt to society. Yeah. So when you leave jail, they say, the Queen thanks you for your service. Or no, the Queen thanks you for your time or something like really. Sh- and I was like, oh, like, I wasn't offering. Like, just. Okay, I've got so many questions. You've been to jail. That's yep. super exciting. And now I'm a bit attracted to you. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, my God, Ryan went to jail. Finally, she admitted. What did your mum say? She was disappointed. And she accused me. She goes, oh, let me guess. When you got told to get off the road, you got lippy and you got arrested for being drunk. And I was like, no, I did not get lippy. In fact, I bit my lip. He was trying to get a rise out of me. And I was like, who do you think you are, Tony Lodge? No, she's the only (laughs) one that gets a rise out of me. So I just, and and I was like, maybe he had to fill a quota or this guy was just having a jerk night or something. I don't know. He just, yeah, it was so strange. Okay. Has it ever affected you 
in the future, like trying to get a police clearance or anything like no, that, has no. it ever affected you? No, because apparently if you pay your fine, like if you just accept it and pay it, for these kind of like, it's called like an on-the-spot fine. Yeah. You just pay your fine and that's it. But if you like contest it, and this is probably like a strategy so you won't contest it, is like if you contest it and go to court, then it goes on your record. Yeah. But they're like, if you just pay it, then it's done, it's over. Oh, because um, what's the, okay, I've got a question. What's the weirdest job you've ever applied for that you had to get a police clearance for? Because mine was for a job at JB Hi-Fi. It's got a police clearance. You, they, like, ask if you've ever committed a crime and whether you, like, say yes to getting a police clearance. Well, my mum, I didn't get the job, though. You did get it? No, I didn't. You applied for a job at JB and didn't get it? I've applied for, like, 70 jobs at JB Hi-Fi. It was, like, the job I wanted. I wanted to work at Boost Juice or JB Hi-Fi. Has someone ever told you you look like someone who would work at JB Hi-Fi? Have I just offended you? What? No, that is literally the highest compliment. <laughs> I thought I just said something no, offensive. No, everybody that works at JB Hi-Fi is cool as shit. Yep. Do you, do you really think I'm cool enough to work at JB yeah, Hi-Fi? Yeah, and you know about audio stuff, and like you'd be perfect. They're crazy. Do you think they'd hire me? Yeah. I'll apply now. Well, I don't think they're offering. Oh. I mean, I mean, they probably are. I'll call them after this. Okay, great, great. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> um, but my mum was a school teacher and then a school principal, and I think when I was in high school, I got a job, like at after school care. Yeah. Like you just, you know, so you out, have to have working working with children, children, but they also like because it's a school and a government, like yeah. police checks, all this stuff. And I ended yeah. up working like two or three shifts. I was like, oh, I spent more time getting the police check than oh. <laughs> to getting the thing. I had to get a really cra- this sounds like a really weird flex, but I had to get quite a high police clearance because I worked with the Dalai Lama once. What? That sounds like a lie. You worked with him? Yeah. Yo, it's a Dalai and Tony show. Welcome. Yeah. Like, llama, llama, what? No, that's not what happened. No. um, Is that culturally insensitive? I don't know. Is he a DJ? DJ Llama. No. Dalai Lama. Oh, sorry, Mama. So how did you work with the Dalai Lama? Well, this wasn't, we weren't planning on this going here, and it sounds like such a weird flex, but I was working at UWA in Perth, mm-hmm. and I was working alongside this other guy who was one of my lecturers at the uni that I went to at WAPA. And so I was working there like part time while I was at uni, and one day they were like, We've got this event coming up that we need you to work on. You need to get all this police clearance. I was like, That's really weird. That's Seems not excessive. what yeah. we normally have to do. And they were like, We need to get all of these security photos of you and all of this stuff. I was like, are you joking? I don't think that this is necessary. What, yeah. yeah. And then they were like, well, very confidentially, it's actually for the Dalai Lama to come. Just confidentially, it's DJ Dalala. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Lama Lama Ding Dong. Yeah. And they said, he's coming to do this big talk. It's for all, he's doing this, the rounds of Australia, yep. his Australasian tour. And um, we need you to do the audio. And I, and there was probably, 20 federal police at the university protecting him and then also his posse of monks that he travels with Um, and he they all walk around him and he walks in the middle and you're not allowed to we weren't allowed to talk to him or touch him or anything but I had to put his microphone on him. I was going to say who put the mic on? Yeah so I actually. You touched the Dalai Lama. Well so I went over to him and I said his holiness I need to put your microphone on. Did you say his holiness? That's how you address him. And they said you need to say this. Yes yeah. So they, like, briefed you on how to talk to him, what to do, not to touch him and all of that. But you and had said, to touch him to put the mic on. Well, yeah. So I said, hi, His Holiness, my name's Tony and I'm going to be putting your microphone on. Is that okay? Like and subscribe. Yeah. He follows me on Instagram. Yeah. No. Um, and he was like, oh, yes, of course. And before I put the microphone on him, he grabbed my hands <gasps> and, like, and, like, blessed them. 
Those hands have been blessed by the Dalai Lama? Yes. And then I... I've seen those hands do unsavoury things. (laughs) And they've been blessed by the Dalai Lama. I saw those hands put a cheese kransky in your face before we started recording. And it was bloody good. And then I put the microphone like around his neck and I had... So I wear my hair in a bun all the time. Like it's always in a big bun on top of my head. And he was like, oh, can I touch your hair? What? And I was like, and this is on the stage in front of all these people. Is this real? No, I'm being serious. There's a video of it on YouTube. (laughs) Well, okay, we'll see that. Yeah, and me and the Dalai Lama. (laughs) Like, subscribe. And he grabbed my bun and went like, boop, 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 and like grabbed my hair. (laughs) I, I I wish that I was joking. This really happened. The Dalai Lama boop boop whoop whoop your hair. He booped me. Yeah, and then Why, all the how crowd. How have I not known this? I, do, I don't know. It doesn't come up very much because it's such a how weird flex. How does this not come up in conversation? It's such a weird flex. Anyway. We talk about the, the Dalai Lama all the time. All Why the time, have you not noticed this? Sorry, I wanted to save it for a great time. And then so we were in front of all the crowd and yeah. they all started laughing. Then mm. they had to start the conference um, and then I put his microphone on and then, yeah, like they kind of went underway and then at the end they were rushing him out because they were running over time yep. and um, I took his microphone off him and he was like, thank you so much, like grabbed my hands and like bowed at me. Did he give you some words of wisdom before he left? He just said I had like a nice energy and... He was right. You do have a nice energy. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you. Finally, me and the Dalai Lama agree. Yeah. But that that's like the probably when people are like, oh, my God, who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met working in radio? Um, and it's like, oh, Hamish Nandy, Ryan John, you know. But it's actually <laughs> the Dalai Lama from like years ago. I mean, it's hard for Hamish Nandy to compete with the Dalai Lama. Um, And actually, so that was in the morning. Mm. And that afternoon I had my first ever job interview for a radio job. And did you get it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Chalk that one up to the win in the morning and the loss in the afternoon. Imagine you should have got the Dalai Lama as a reference. Oh, I should have been like, can I grab your email address? Or they're like, oh, Tony, thanks for coming in for this interview. Do you have a reference? Ah, yeah, the Dalai Lama. Yeah, Uh, He's number four. That's his phone number. (laughs) (laughs) What a crazy day. So you got arrested. I met the Dalai Lama. (laughs) Who cares about me? Yeah, I was going (laughs) to... I've been blessed by the Dalai Lama. You are an illegal walker. I'm so embarrassed by how terrible my story was now that you've you've upped me. Oh, but I wasn't trying to do well, that. Well, you have, though, haven't I you? I wasn't trying wow. to. Wow. Thanks for saying I'd look like I could work at JB Hi-Fi, though. If someone can put in the Facebook group, hey, Ryan, great story about being arrested. Can't, can't even remember what Tony, Tony said after. Tony was saying, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That she un- What's the opposite of Trump someone? Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Political gear. You. you are on fire today. Oh, I stand there. corrected. Just edit out my story. This is just the Tony show now. Um, so, Tony, you did mention, though, that... I can't back that up with that story. So we're, we'll talk we're about now. what COVID's destroyed next time. Yeah, that's tomorrow. on Wednesday's episode. You listen to that tomorrow. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hamish, and you're listening to Tony and Ryan. All right, by the time this podcast comes out and you're listening to this right now, there will be a snippet of video that Tony and I have just watched during that break where the music was playing, validating 
Tony's bogus story uh-huh. that her and the Dalai Lama hung out and it's actually hilarious to watch. What were you saying about the video? So it kind of shows me putting his microphone on, but it cuts away to the host, Lizzie O'Shea, before um, he boops my hair. But you can hear, you hear the all crowd the crowd laughing. laughing and they're laughing at him going boop, 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 boop on my ponytail. We'll make a reel or a TikTok out of that because that is unbelievable. I can't believe I didn't know that. So, thanks for listening to today's throwback episode of Tony and Ram. What are some things you guys like to see? Me, personally, I love to see this community that we've grown here. When I first started listening to this podcast, it was four episodes and a couple of TikToks. And now it's grown into this ginormous thing with over 100 episodes and a Facebook group with over 20,000 people. And the Tarpers in that group are some of the nicest, kindest, warmest, welcoming people you ever meet. And you just love to see it. Tomorrow, Monique DeRouche will be hosting. Thanks for listening.